listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and we're coming to you live from Tasmania right across Australia. Each weekday at 9am you can hear what the Bible says about past, current and future events. You can learn how to study the Bible more effectively. You can get to know who God is, why we're here and where we're going and you can experience personal encounters with Jesus. I'm your host Jason Cook and today we have David Maxwell joining us from Launceston for his series are you listening? Welcome, David. How are you going, Jason? Uh, very well, thank you. How are you? Very well, thanks. I believe it's a little bit rainy up there today. It is a bit wet, and you may even be able to hear it from time to time. No worries. It's uh, it's a bit overcast down here, but not so much rain as yet. So, um, so David, today um, you're going to be talking about a new topic, and I think it's called Rest and Recreation, but we'll get into mm. that shortly. But if, every time we start... You love to start off with uh, a proverb of some sort. What, what's that, the proverb you've got for us today? Yes, there's so many proverbs that we could use and it's, it's inevitable that you find one that's related to the topic you're talking on. And the one I'm looking at today, rest and recreation, I found this uh, proverb that I thought was very pertinent and it's in Proverbs 20 and verse 12. And it's just the one verse. So let me read it for you. I'm reading from the New King James and it says, The hearing eye, uh, sorry, <laughs> let me start the again. The hearing ear. <laughs> <laughs> the hearing ear and the seeing eye, that's better. The Lord has made them both. Mm. And I think that's uh, really, really encapsulates everything that we've been talking about. You know, we, in a previous program, we, we talked about God making everything that we know and that we can see and even the things that we can't see. Both the ear and the eye, though, are, are these feats of engineering and design. They're just fascinating. I spent a lot of time um, reading about and, and, and considering the eye and the intricate workings of the eye and i'm not going to bore us with all the details this morning but apparently it's it's really one of the amazing parts of our body that many struggle to understand how it's created yeah that's right we actually see things upside down Mm. but our but our our optic nerve transposes them so they're the right way up Mm. and then our eye actually captures moving and still images at the same time Mm. And this is fascinating because I've, I've got a video camera and it can't do that. Mm. It's, a, it's a modern video camera, but it can't do that. You have to press a button to capture the still. But our eyes do it at the same time and it stores, it, it, it converts this, uh, this image into an electrical impulse and it stores it um, in a, a never Ending hard drive. It doesn't run out of space. I don't, I don't understand that because our brains uh, are not like hard drives that we have that run out of space. You've got to buy a new hard drive, compress, take stuff off, save it, whatever it is. Um, it, it, it's just fascinating how our eyes and our brains work with the optic nerve and the, the lenses and the reflection and refraction and two eyes make a better picture than one eye and all the rest of it is just fascinating. Mm. And even with our modern advancements in lenses, our, uh, the cameras that we have, the modern cameras don't quite capture what we see with our eyes. I don't know if you've ever been to a scene, beautiful uh-huh. scenic Outlook somewhere it happens all the time where I love to take scenic <laughs> photos because I really enjoy looking at beautiful scenery. 
but That's it. you take a photo and it's never the same. You, you take the picture and then you you know you look at it and you think, oh, this is going to make a great picture. And you take the picture and you look at the picture and you go, I don't think I quite captured it. You know, something's missing. It's mm. not what I'm looking at here. Mm. Um, even the fisheye lenses don't seem to do it. They do it better, but they don't do it as well as our natural eyes. Mm. So perhaps this is, this is why we read in Psalms 111 verse 4 that he has made his wonderful works to be remembered, you know, and he's given us a body mm. that is capable of capturing and remembering these things. Have you ever been somewhere where you smell something and you think, oh, wow, and it brings back this memory, and the memory is a picture of something that you've seen in the past? Mm. Mm. Absolutely fascinating. So Proverbs twenty twelve is a really good lead in today's to today's program entitled Rest and Recreation and it speaks about something special that God's made for us, but we're gonna see that as we go through. Mm. Um, David, we've got a listener question that you're gonna talk about in a moment, but um did you wanna give a quick summary as to where we've come from? Yes, we've, we're really looking at uh, understanding God. You know, we're looking at how do we understand God. We, we understand it through this trustworthy book. We've looked at who he is, what he's like. We've looked at the place we find ourselves in this broken world, what God has done to fix that up and reconnect us to him. And that's a little bit of what we're talking about today as well, this connection that's very important. We've looked at what God wants us to do as a group of his ambassadors here on earth and how he enables us to do that, which is really, really powerful, really, really powerful. And last week we looked at um, how we then become the kinds of people that God wants us to be um, and, and obey him through changed hearts, not necessarily by following a set bunch of rules. Mm. That's what we talked about last week, didn't yeah. we? Yeah. Um, so you can you can go back and have a listen to all of the episodes of this program. Uh, Are you listening? It's on the Faith FM website, and you can download the Faith FM Australia app as well. Now, David, um, today I know we've got a listener question, but there's actually a, a competition sort of thing or a, a special thing, a special offer going on through June, and uh, when people answer questions, they get another entry in the draw to receive some goodies from Faith FM. There's uh, some mm. merchandise and different things, um, cups and mugs and T-shirts and all sorts of things. So um, if uh, you'd like to, you can text into our show number 0488880891, just the word BASS, B-A-S-S, and uh, BASS is a, a part of Tasmania. That's why I think they chose that name, and mm. um, <clears throat> it's a region in Tasmania. So text that in. But also, every time you answer a question from us, you get another entry into that drawer as well. So do answer our question today. We'd love to hear from you, and we can share that with others as well. So, David, uh, how would you like to uh, kick us off? You've got a bit of an illustration before we do our question. Yes, yes, that's it. So the question I wanted to ask was, what is the longest break you've had from work, and what did it do for you? And for me, I've got an illustration example to get your your, your brain working a little bit this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a seven-and-a-half-week break, or a seven-week break, sorry, um, Many years ago when I was working for a company called Rio Tinto before I was uh, working in ministry, because I, before I was called into ministry. 
And I had really good intentions uh, when I spoke to my boss. I said, look, I know it's seven weeks. It's a long time. We're going to go from Perth. Travelled basically halfway around Australia. We did 17,500 kilometres uh, in seven weeks and really enjoyed it. It was a great break. And I said, look, I'll keep in touch. I'll take my laptop. I'll, you know, I'll watch, I'll read my emails. That lasted the whole of about one week. Mm. And after that, I thought, I'm not doing work anymore. This is my <laughs> holiday. <clears throat> but she was always telling me, just shut your laptop you know, have a break. Mm. So, so that's what I ended up doing. And, and it was a long trip. We did a lot of driving, but we would drive, 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 drive. Then we would stop somewhere for four days or five days or a week. And we did that in Adelaide, um, Alice Springs, Townsville, Brisbane, Sydney, Canberra, Melbourne, uh, and then back home. So for me, it really, it was really, really good to have that complete turn off time. But I wasn't just sleeping, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. Mm. So just before I do today's listener question, David uh, Edgar from Ellenbrook gave us uh, some feedback last week about what what was it um, that you found most useful to to understand the Bible? How do you learn? And he says, I, I actually do what the pastors tell me. He says, I go back and I actually read it from the Bible. And whatever they quote, I compare it with the Bible mm. to see if what they said is true. And if it is, I follow it. So that was really good. But today's listener question is... What was the longest break you had from work and what did it do for you? We'd love to hear from you today. Text us in on 0488880891. David, this is a song that I wrote with a couple of friends. It's called Ooh. Holy, Holy, Creator of Time. And it's um, pretty much on topic for today. Good. I'm looking forward to hearing it.
You're listening to Tazzy Encounters on Faith FM and we're speaking with David Maxwell this morning and uh, the title of today's program in our Are You Listening series is called Rest and Recreation. Now before the break we did ask you a question and uh, if you answer this question it's another entry into the draw to receive some goodies from Faith FM. Uh, what was the longest break you had from work and what did it do for you taking that big break? Zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. We would love to hear from you today. So please text us in, share your answer with us. Um, today, uh, David, you said we're going to be talking about rest and recreation. That's our title. Ooh. And uh, you've got something pretty special to share with us about this today. I do, I do. As we dig into it, uh, it's really exciting and you may even pick it up in my voice and the way I'm uh, presenting today because when you find something that's really exciting, you love to share it. And I want to share that today and hopefully our listeners will gain something from it as well. So what I'm going to look at is that God God created uh, something really, really special for us uh, for our good during the first week of uh, creation in Genesis. And uh, it's often been misunderstood. Mm. And as we go through the program today, hopefully it will shed some light on, on the real meaning of this special thing that God created for us. But first we're going to pray, then we're going to read the passages we're looking at today. So let me pray for our listeners today. Sure. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you that we can open your word and we can study from it. Lord, and as we do that today, please give us understanding through your Holy Spirit, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So two passages I want us to read today because I see these two passages as bookends to this whole idea of rest and recreation today. So the, we're going to use the New King James today, and we're going to look at Genesis 2, 1 to 3, and then we're going to look at Isaiah 66, 22 to 23. Could you read those for us, please, Jason? Yeah, sure. It says in Genesis 2, verse 1 to 3, Thus the heavens and the earth and all the host of them were finished. And on the seventh day God ended his work, which he had done. And he had rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had done. Then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because in it he rested from all his work, which God had created and made. And in Isaiah 66, verse 22 and 23, it says, For as the new heavens and the new earth, which, will, which I will make, shall remain before me, says the Lord, so shall your descendants and your name remain. And it shall come to pass that from one new moon to another and from one Sabbath to another, all flesh shall come to worship before me, says the Lord. Thanks, Jason. So you see how that's bookended, don't you? Yeah. First one is the beginning, yeah. where God creates this day of rest. The second one is in the new, the earth. new heaven yeah. and the new earth. So it's very clear. This is this is not a dual application prophecy. It's talking about beginning of creation. It's talking about new heaven and new earth as mm. things go on forever. So I really like those two lots of verses. The longest rest that most people have would be retirement. Mm. <laughs> Well, that's what they aim for. <laughs> I, I hear people say, though, that uh, they, they, they've never been busy before when they retire. So some people don't rest when they retire. 
And that's the exact point, you know. Yeah. It, that's a really good segue. Retirement's not all sleeping. Mm. Um, although you might get some extra sleep thrown in for good measure. It's a change of work from forced work to pleasurable work, you know, something you want to do, mm. you choose to do. You're not being forced by a boss to turn up at 8 o'clock and finish at 5 or 6 or 7 or whenever you have to finish. So too when the Bible speaks of rest, it's not necessarily speaking about taking a sleep, although sometimes it is. But what we're going to see today is another deeper meaning of rest, which I hope will enlighten you on this special gift that God's given to all mankind to enjoy. So during the first week of creation in Genesis 1, we see that God creates with planning and order. First of all, he creates three environments. You've got day one, two, and three. And first, first day, he creates the sky. Second day, he creates the uh, water. And the third day, he creates the land. And then on day four, five, and six, he fills those environments. So he's planned and ordered and structured in the way he does it. So it should be no surprise if that's the order that God does. He creates the environment, then he fills the environment. It should be no surprise that when God creates man on the last day, man and woman, on the last day of creation, in a way, it's a preparation as well. Mm. All right? An environmental preparation of sorts for what comes next. So we'll come back to that in a minute. The, the word for rest in Hebrew, and specifically here in the creation story, is Shabbat. And it means to cease, stop, be absent, come to an end, perish, die, rest, or celebrate. Now, they were just beginning. It wasn't the context of ending and dying. <clears throat> but the context around the word usually gives it its meaning. So I want to ask a question. Do you think God was tired from his six days of creation? I don't think so. I think uh, God <coughs> is infinite, so I don't think he literally was physically tired. <laughs> We're talking about an existential God, a God who is bigger than everything he's created. And when you look at one of the programs we talked about before, How Great Is Our God in the Past, I mean, we are just a speck in this universe. Mm. You know, just a tiny little speck, our whole galaxy. And, and he took six of our days to create it. That wouldn't be very much time for him mm. in the whole scheme of eternity. Mm. I don't think he was tired. I don't think he was weary, should I say. Mm. So when we, when we look at the context of the creation story, on the seventh day of the creation week, God rests, inverted commas, in the sense that he stops creating. He stops doing the work of creation. You know, it's a bit like us working for a boss. We stop that and we retire. Mm. God didn't retire, but what I'm saying is he stopped one kind of work. He didn't stop doing everything. If mm. he stopped doing everything, the universe would fall apart. Um, when Jesus was here and he was doing things on the Sabbath and they said, you shouldn't be doing those things on the Sabbath, he says, my father's working. I'm working. Mm. He's always been working. I'm always working. So he, he's saying it's a different kind of work, inverted commas. Mm. He doesn't just stop doing everything. He finishes the day of creating the world and he sets aside the, the seventh day as something special. Mm. So really, if I'm understanding correctly here, it, it's... Um it is about, you know, stopping our regular work, but it's it's more than that. It's something special. There's some sort of uh, something to appreciate and celebrate. 
Mm, mm. Absolutely, that's the right context. You know, God doesn't go to sleep to recover from the work of creating. Mm. Um, you know, he, he, he simply stops. Now, I want you to grasp this, that God stops for 24 hours of our time, of course, to celebrate. I like that context of the meaning of the word, to celebrate what he's just done. Now, I, I remember in woodwork at school, I was, I don't want to blow my own horn, I was really good at the woodwork. I loved it. I almost went to be a carpenter after school because I loved it so much. I've still got a, a telephone cabinet. Do you remember what those things were? Um, the telephone cabinets? Yes. It was a little little table that had uh, a seat where you sit on it that's oh, padded. okay. And it had a drawer, yeah. and it had a, um, a top on the drawer. And you would put the old dial telephone, you know, on the top. On yeah. the top. Yeah. And you would put your telephone book in the drawer. And right? maybe and a note put your shoes or underneath or whatever else. <laughs> yes, yes. I still have that from when I was at school. That's 40-something years ago that I had that. And we've been traipsing it around, and I've often said to Mary, I think we've had enough of that. But anyway, she says, you're not getting rid of it. <laughs> so I have to keep it. But but that is creating something and you step back and you enjoy what you've created. That's the context of God resting on this day. So I remember now and uh, how I said earlier that that God planned in a, in, a, in a structured way. He created in a very structured way. He prepared the environments, one, two, three, four, five, six, he fills them. On day six, he prepares an environment. The environment is Adam and Eve. Mm. All right, I want you to think about this. And then on on the seventh day, you see, God is a very social being. He's a very social being, and he wants connection. Okay, he just loves our company. Mm. So some people have called mankind the crowning act of creation. Others have said, no, it was just the woman she was last. You know, she's the crowning <laughs> act. All, all seriousness, in all seriousness, I would suggest that God was preparing an environment on day six. He, we were the audience, if you like, and he, we would join him on that special day of rest, of recreation, celebration, and later fully recreation that's in the future we'll get to that after the break but we are the environment and he filled us with him on that day mm. that that to me is just so powerful when you look at the order that god takes in creation that he prepares the sky on day four he fills it with sun moon stars all the stuff in the sky right on the second day he creates the water on the fifth day he fills the water with with um, with all the fish and and sorry on the, the the first the the fourth day he puts the birds in the sky and all of that but in in the the fifth day he puts the fish in the water and then on the sixth day he creates the uh, the the people the animals the all the the land creatures for the environment that he created on the third day so on the sixth day as he puts man on this earth we become the environment for the seventh day mm. the day of rest he wants to fill us mm. so it's not um it's not just about um taking a day off and snoozing all day it's, no it's something more than that it's really about connection with god so much more he mm. intends so much more for this special day we'll look at more of that after mm. the break 
That was beautiful. Um, our question today, and we've had somebody text in, and I will share that in a moment. Um, what was the longest break you had from work, and what did it do for you? Zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. We'd love to hear from you today. Now, Luigi from Tasmania has texted us in. He says the longest time I had off work was when I went away around the world with all my family for three months. Ooh. It was oh, the best wow. time of my life. And it brought us together so close, and I grew stronger in the faith. And when I got back, I stopped working on Sabbath and kept it holy. How's that? Mm. That's a connection be- between our topic Perfect. today, isn't it? Perfect. Thanks for sharing, Luigi. Um, if you've got something to share with this, we'd love to hear from you today. Uh, but right now, this is Yes, I Will by Anthem Lights. I count on one thing. The same God who never fails Will not fail me now Will not fail me now In the waiting The same God who's never late Is working all things out Is working all things out Yes, I will lift you by the support of Adventist World Radio. You're listening to Sassy Encounters on Faith FM and today we've got our program, Are You Listening? with David Maxwell. 
We're talking about rest and recreation. Now, we've been asking you a listener question today, and if you answer this, it's another entry into the draw for our giveaway this month. You can also text in the word, the code word BASS, B-A-S-S, to 0488880891. But we'd love you to answer this question today. What was the longest break you had from work, and what did it do for you? And Luigi did share, uh, which we shared with you before the break, great story that uh, amazing things can happen when we take a break. Uh, how how we can reconnect with family, we can spend time, we can recharge, we can get new ideas. It's just incredible. So, and before the break, David, you were talking about how it's it's not just about switching off. It's not just about going to sleep. Mm. Uh, it's um, you know it, it is about taking a break from the regular, mm. but it's something special. There's something different about this Sabbath, this seventh day of the week. So, um, tell us more. Yeah, so true, so true. So we've seen from the context of rest or Shabbat that God took uh, on this first Sabbath, as we call it in English, God wanted something much, much deeper. Now, as I said before the break, physical rest is very important, of course. I mean, you need to have a break. Actually, uh, a lack of rest can be fatal. And, and this is not just a, a catch cry. Um, it's, it's real. In Japan, where they have a culture of hard work and long hours, the pressure can be so immense that many people actually take their lives, um, they suicide because of the pressures around work and the, and, and the effects of it mm. um, involved around on their lives and, and their mental health. Uh, for example, just last year, these are statistics, not old statistics. This is from last year in Japan. 2,960 people took their own lives due to the problems surrounding their high work pressures. Mm, that's, that's so sad, isn't it? it it's significant. Mm. It really is significant. Now, I know in Australia this may shock people, but the normal, in inverted commas, suicide rate in Australia is over 300 people a year. Mm. That, that's as many people as die from flu during a winter. Mm. Um, and, and that's the normal. And, and, and I really hate to say that because it becomes normalised like, oh, yeah, we expect that. Mm. And during COVID, it was nearly three times that mm. uh, because of the pressures of COVID and, and isolation and all the rest. But in Japan, nearly 3,000 people last year took their lives because of the pressures around work. And death by overwork, as it's known in Japan, even has a name. It's called Karoshi. The Columbian University Department of Psychology report, Psychiatry reports that not getting enough sleep can increase the risk of mental health disorders, increase anxiety and depression and lead to suicidal thinking. Mm. In fact, this one report, this just this one report, looked at over uh, 13 different countries. So it did a study over a wide number of countries with 20, over 22,000 adults. And this was in 2021. So remember, you've got COVID involved in all of this. So that exasperates the issue. But nevertheless, a third of the people, a third of those 22,000 people, what's that, 7,000, 7,500 people, exhibited clinical insomnia symptoms and a larger group of those actually uh, were reported as clinically insomniacs. Mm. So uh, that's really serious. That's mm. really serious. God knew that this would be the result of overtaxing our physical and mental capacities. So he puts one day aside every week. So rest is very, very important. Physical rest I'm talking about. 
is important and you need to take an effective break from the pressures of human existence. You're not a superhuman if you just keep working. You're actually hurting yourself. So you have to take a break. But as I said before, it's, it, this, this one day that God sets aside is meant to be so much more than just physical rest. Mm. Just as God took time to step back and appreciate everything he'd done, I, I think he also wanted to appreciate the fantastic human beings that he'd made, the, these people who could communicate with him, talk with him, um, reason with him. The Bible says, you know, as, he, as he's talking to humans through his word, he says, come, let us reason together. God wants this discussion. And the Bible says that the day is uh, that, that he made, that he made for us, for this close community, it was a day that was blessed. God blessed it. Now, the word blessed in Hebrew is barek, and it means blessed or filled with strength. Now, I really like that because clearly it's aimed at us. God didn't need to be filled with strength, did he? No. He's a God who's all-powerful. He, he, he has all the power. He has all the strength. So if it's a day that's blessed or filled with strength, it's filled with strength for our benefit. Mm. Um, and, and as the years wear on for mankind and, and we're steeped in sin and brokenness in this world, God knows that we're going to need that. We're going to need this strengthening each week. So it's more than just rest, isn't it? <laughs> mm. I mean, Jesus himself, you know, said that the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath, which I interpret as meaning that uh, he gave it to us for our benefit, for our, for, yeah, that's something that really benefits us. Yeah, that's right. So who doesn't need a bit of strengthening every week? Mm. I do. Mm. You know, I get to the end of a week and sometimes I'm just so burned out. Sometimes I'm burned out in the middle of the week. Mm. You know, and I'm thinking... Maybe oh, you're working too hard, David. <laughs> where's Friday? Where's Friday? Maybe you're well, not I sleeping enough. <laughs> Maybe, you see. And you do feel it physically, you know. You feel this impact physically and as you feel the impact physically, it affects you mentally, mm. socially, spiritually every other way. Mm. So if you if you wake up in the morning, and anyone listening will probably agree with this, you wake up in the morning and you haven't had a good night's sleep, what's the first thing you feel like when you wake up? You feel Floppy. like going back to sleep again. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to get up. You do. So mm. I, I'm not minimising mm. the importance of the physical rest. Mm. Mm. That's important. God knows we need it. We're human. We all have to sleep. Yeah. And and it's proven that, you know, uh, between six to eight hours sleep every night is the good amount of sleep. Now, I know someone who gets about gets by on about three or four hours of sleep. I don't know how he does it, but mm. he does. Mm. He does. It, maybe that's just the way he's wired, I don't know. But eventually it has an impact on your social, spiritual and relational aspects of your life. So <clears throat> there's this strengthening on Shabbat, that first Sabbath. They were already physically and spiritually strong. So I would suggest that God fills the day with both physical and spiritual blessing or strengthening because he foresaw what was going to happen and he knew that we were going to need it. Mm. So finally, in the text, it says that God sanctified it. Now, that's an interesting word because in the Hebrew it means to be holy or removed from common use or subject to special mm. treatment. Mm. I want to ask a theological question here. Can we make anything Holy, I don't think so. 
I think uh, <laughs> only God can make something holy or, or even declare it holy. Right. So if I'm bad, I can't make things good. Mm. If I'm good, I might have more of a chance, okay, making things like I am. So if I'm in a, in a group of people and I'm a negative person, it would be very hard to create a positive conversation. Mm. But if I'm a positive person, it's more likely I'll have a positive outlook and I will help to create positiveness around me. Mm. Likewise, if we are sinful, broken, unholy, we can't make anything holy. Mm. Only God is holy. Mm. And he made the day holy, set apart, or special. Mm. And the only way we can keep it holy is then to come apart, enjoy it with God, let him fill us as the environment that he created us to be, and he makes us holy. Mm. So if we keep the Sabbath holy, we are coming into his presence, letting him fill us and letting him make us and the day holy. Mm. Um. Uh, I'm learning something new here. I think, David, that uh, the the day whilst God did set it apart for something special, He's uh, mm. sanctified it. He's made it holy, but it's only holy if we actually come to Him and recognize and acknowledge Him and spend time with Him. Because there are many people who don't recognize the Sabbath as holy, and so for them, it's not holy. Is that yeah. is that what yeah, you're saying? That's right. That's that's yeah. exactly right. Mm. So you know, we don't make it any more holy by coming into it. You know, and keeping all these rules a certain way. We simply join God on His day, mm. His special day, and we're strengthened and filled by His strength, by His holiness, mm. both physically, spiritually. Um, psychologically, mentally, all of those things, and we're enriched by the day. Now, that changes the way I think about how I keep the day. Mm, absolutely. Well, it's the time in our program where we can talk about our book offer. It's called A Day for Healing by John Brunt. Jesus' actions often transgress the rabbinical laws of his day, but never so purposefully that uh, when he performed miracles of healing on the Sabbath, sorry, I think I've read that wrong, but never so purposefully as when he performed miracles of healing on the Sabbath. The Gospels record five specific Sabbath acts of healing performed by Jesus, and I'm guessing he did many more as well. Each one was intentional. Each one had a purpose. Each one showed something about who Jesus was. And uh, each one underscores the significance of salvation and healing that he came to bring. A Day for Healing examines these miracles with the intent of helping Sabbath keepers understand what Jesus was trying to teach us and to demonstrate what the Sabbath is. And what it is not. Jesus, by word and action, demonstrates that salvation lies at the very core of the Sabbath. It's not a day for rules. Sabbath is a day when we receive God's healing, but it's more than that. As we receive healing, we are called to carry on the work of Jesus by offering the healing leaves of the tree of life to a hurting and desperate world. Mm -hmm. Sounds like a great book, and we'll give you more. Uh, we'll give you the code so you can claim this book right after the break. But right now, this is called Remember the Sabbath. This is uh, compiled or produced by 3ABN, and there's a whole list of musicians. It's so long that uh, I could... Probably, oh no, I've got time to read it. It's Lady Love Smith, Reg, Reggie Smith, and Nathan Young. They're the uh, main performers on this song. Remember the Sabbath, it's a beautiful song. 
listening to Tazzy Encounters on Faith FM and we're finishing our program today with David Maxwell on the topic of rest and recreation. Now before the break I promised to give you the code for our book offer today. It's called A Day of Healing by John Brunt and the code for today is LISTEN14. LISTEN14, the digits 14, no spaces, text that into zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. We'd love you to be able to get a copy of that book, so do text us in today. Uh, also, remember, we've got in the month of June a special offer going for all of our listeners that you can enter the uh, the draw to get some goodies from Faith FM. Text in BASS, B-A-S-S, to our show number 0488-880-891 to get another entry in the draw. David, uh, we've been talking about this Shabbat, the Sabbath, mm. a very special day. 
and uh, we've talked about physical and spiritual renewal and uh, also community, connecting with God. And mm. um, why do you think uh, this is still important today? Yeah, the Bible talks about in the New Testament about the Holy Spirit being the one that gives us communion with God. And so people say, well, we're connected with God. Why do we need this Sabbath? Why do we need that? And I want to talk about that a little bit in this last section. So how often do you celebrate your birthday? Once a year normally. (laughs) Why? Why don't you just celebrate it once when you were born and let everyone else have the party and... Can I, can I let you into a secret, David? Sure. <laughs> I'm not really that much into birthdays. <laughs> well, so I it wouldn't really fuss me if I didn't celebrate my birthday. But do you know what I do enjoy about my birthdays is that it's that? an opportunity for my family to come together and spend some time together. That's what I appreciate about birthdays. Community. Yeah. Community. You continue to celebrate it because it recognises that you're part of a community and you came into that community on that day. Mm. That is something about Shabbat. We came into God's community. We come into God's community. So likewise, just as God looks back at all that he'd done on that special day, he appreciates it, so too every week we look back at what he did. He birthed us, he brought us into existence, and everything was just right for us. It's something to be appreciative of. However, now that we're steeped in this broken world of sin, we're not what we should be, each week as we come into God's presence, we remember together with him that we still belong to him. He made us, but we look ahead to the time when he will fully recreate us, recreate us, and this brokenness and sin and all of that will be done with. So God looked back at his finished work of creation. He appreciated it, he celebrated with man, mankind this crowning act of glory that he could actually communicate with and have community with. And one day we're going to do something very, very similar. Mm-hmm. We're going to look back to what we once were steeped in sin, lost, broken, alone in this world till Jesus came and he bridged the void between the lost, rebellious, broken world and a righteous God. We're going to be renewed in strength forever, as it says in... Let me read Isaiah 40, verse 31. It says, Those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. Mm. They'll mount up with wings like eagle. They'll run and not be weary, walk and not faint. Mm. I think, is that is that possible today? Have you ever done a hike? Um, yes, and uh, normally very tired afterwards. <laughs> right. You walk and you get faint. Mm. Uh, I did a, a hike in Western Australia. It was called the Cape to Cape. Mm. I organised it with a group called the Pathfinders, and uh, it was a leadership award if they were able to complete it. And there was about, I think it was about um, 18 young people uh, from the age between 10, I think it was a, actually a bit older than 10, they were about uh, 13, I think, 13 to 16 were the group that did this. And we did it, it was 136 kilometres over six days. Mm, and it's a fair hike. Mm. Well, for young people it is. I mean, people hike a lot longer than that. Mm. And there's part of it crosses the Bibliman Track, which is a special track in Western Australia. And we did this and we were tired. Some of the adults didn't make it, you know, they hadn't practiced well enough. But Mm. nevertheless, this was tiring. This verse tells us that we're going to walk and not faint. Mm. This is clearly talking about 
our new regenerated bodies. Mm. So until then, each week, we can still come and meet with God, spend time reflecting on who he is, what he's done for us, and that soon he's going to right all the wrongs. We can be strengthened, shabbated. Mm. (laughs) We can be renewed, refreshed, both physically and spiritually, as we spend the time in his presence, in his presence, away from the stresses of the world. So I come back to my opening illustration of a long rest, as I called it. Like in retirement, we don't just sleep, do we? Mm. You know, so too on God's appointed day each week, we don't just sleep. We move from one kind of work to another. We, we move away from that mundane, draining work um, that we have to do to live and eat and exist and all of that here. And we move into this special time with God. There's other work, inverted commas, we do on the Sabbath day. We come into God's wonderful presence. We're renewed spiritually um, and we prepare for what life is going to be like with him forever. It's like we get a taste of that every week. That's what it can be. You know, the Sabbath or Shabbat was instigated in the Garden of Eden and it was kept all down through history until Jesus came. Jesus Shabbated, if that's a word. Mm. <laughs> he was renewed each week. I'm sure he needed it mm. because of, you know, he lived like us. Mm. He, his disciples Shabbated. The early church Shabbated. And it went on for about 500 years before mankind tried to stamp it out. Satan tried to stamp it out. And all through history since then, there have been a faithful few have remembered to Shabbat each week, to rest in God's presence, be renewed or recreated. So if you haven't been Shabbated yet or been renewed, why not start today? Mm-hmm. Get in touch mm-hmm. and we'll actually help you with contacts and resources to learn how to do this. I love the... Uh the the chapter of chapter four of Hebrews, David um, mm. came into the song that we wrote, but there's two verses there. There I'd like to finish off uh, reading here. Mm. It says uh, verse ten and eleven of uh, Hebrews chapter four: For all who have entered into God's rest have rested from their labors, just as God did after creating the world. So mm. let us do our best to enter that rest. And, you know, that's the beautiful thing, isn't it? That when we enter Mm. the rest, not only is this Sabbath representative of the rest that Jesus gives to us, where he says, come and I will give you rest. Mm. But uh, it's also, you know, the physical rest that we have. And it's so complete to me. It's the it's the whole picture. It's beautiful. It is. It is beautiful. David, uh, what have you got next week for us? Wholesome stewards next week. We discover how God wants us to manage what he's given us. It'll be a good program. And uh, back with David Lee on Wednesday, live, being a child of God. And uh, what are you up to in the near future, David? I wanted to just let people know, if they're in the St Mary's area in in Tasmania uh, on Saturday afternoon, the second Saturday of every month, we get together, get in touch with us, we'll tell you how we can meet together. If you're in Georgetown, the first Saturday morning of every month, we get together up there. Mm, beautiful so do catch up with david if you're listening in tasmania uh, it's a good opportunity to meet him in person and uh, yeah do remember our book offer today it's called a day for healing sounds like a great book uh, listen 14 l-i-s-t-e-n 14 text it into zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. well today god is speaking are you listening may you encounter jesus more today this is come to me by Jaden lavik
do when it rains? Where do you go when the world falls on you? Who do you call on when all your hope is gone? All your hope is gone. And what do you do in the pain? Where do you run when you're thirsty? Helping.